With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coming up, the final round, the Adelaide 500, a very smart street circuit. As you know, Brody Kostecki from the Erebus team, the man to beat. Now, Jimmy Smith will be anchoring the coverage tomorrow. I will have the great honour of doing it on Sunday alongside Jay's Moffat and the great Aaron Noonan. He joins me on the light right now. Hello, nerds. Hello, mate. Good to chat. Good to chat. Your, uh, your timing's impeccable. Yes. Because the, uh, the crowd's just starting to file out after day two or four here at the Adelaide 500, and they've just seen uh, Brody Kostecki, who you've just mentioned, championship leader, fastest in qualifying. He's made a real statement in the last five, ten minutes here and really set down the benchmark time for that top ten shootout tomorrow. So we've got a big title fight and mm. uh, two big days of racing coming. Well, it's it's an interesting position he finds himself in. You know, you look in the rearview mirror and you've got defending champ SVG, a man that knows how to win. It's a different kind of pressure, but judging what you told me in qualies, doesn't look like he's feeling it. Yeah, no, no. Brody Kostecki was always going to attack here. I mean, that's what's got him in this position to try to win the championship and so close. So now's not the time to go changing the game plan. Uh. And he's delivered in qualifying. Puts him in the shootout for tomorrow. So the 10 fastest cars from uh, this afternoon's qualifying get a spot there. And that'll determine the pole position for tomorrow. But Shane Van Gisbergen in that top 10 mix. So he's not too far away either. So um, they're both in play. But obviously, Brody has a, an advantage. It's 131 points, Julian. So 150 to win the race tomorrow and another 150 on Sunday. So 300 on the table. Brody is not there yet. It might mm. feel like he's got one hand on the trophy, but uh, I've been watching him involved in this sport for a very long time. Mm. And I've seen rounds like this for the final round. And um, things have gone the other way. So you don't count those chickens until they hatch. I know it's an old, boring statement, but it's very true. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what are conditions looking like over the course of the weekend, Aaron? Yeah, we've had a little bit of uh, H2O in the last couple of days. More of it yesterday. A yeah, little spices bit Spices things up. Yeah, yeah, spices it a little bit. So the, the drivers actually had really big gaps. So the first V8 uh, practice session for supercars was at the end of yesterday. They went out on the track at lunchtime today and they've just been out there for qualifying. So they really have had big gaps between the sessions. So it's been kind of hard to get a, a rhythm going and, and get the, the track conditions to be similar uh, at the times they've been on the track. So, um, But uh, the forecast is saying a little bit of rain tomorrow and a bit clearer Sunday. But I've, I've, I've looked at the forecast a few times this week, and it's changed a couple of times. So uh, there will be one eye on the sky and one eye on the track for these teams this weekend, because you know, it's not just the championship fight, it's a prestigious marquee event, the Velo Adelaide 500. We had a couple of years where it wasn't on the calendar, but it came back last year, and it's a pretty worthy uh, place to have the championship decider. And you know, There's two guys fighting for the championship, but there's 23 others who just want to win races. They don't care about it at well, all. Well, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, lots of storylines today and tonight. Mate, what's your assessment been of, of this season? Of course, there's a lot of unknowns with the shift of the Gen 3. It sort of shook up the traditional foundations of the sport and people weren't entirely sure how it was going to pan out. But, you know, less downforce in these cars. But it's nice, isn't it, to come 
down to the wire, isn't it? We don't always get that. Often we see runaway leaders, but you've got this multi-driver, kind of multi-team battle. You know, it's nice to see somebody that's not Red Bull, and by that I mean Erebus, sort of taking the fight at the establishment. Yeah, it's five years since we actually had a championship that went to the last round. Wow. So we've had a lot of years in recent times where the last two, Shane Van Gisbergen rolled up in the last round with uh, the job done. So it was a bit of a dead rubber. So we've got a really good fight. Look, Gen 3, the new era of supercars this year, the cars look great, they sound great. They've got that supercar DNA, V8 engine, rear-wheel drive, the, the Camaro, the Mustang, they look aggressive, they look stylish. Um, there's been problems. Let's not sugarcoat it. There's been dramas in terms of the Ford teams feeling that their cars haven't been fairly equal with the Camaros and they haven't had a chance at, uh, at winning much this year. That's all going to get, get dealt with because there's a Camaro and a Mustang that's arrived in the United States that they're going to put in wind tunnels and do all the testing within the off-season. So hopefully all the, the dramas and the arguing and the bickering over whose car is fair <laughs> and not fair will be, will be gone and it'll be down to the drivers and teams who do uh, the best job next year. So fair to say it's been a year of teething dramas. It hasn't been perfect but it hasn't been for a lack of trying from all parties and, and all stakeholders. So I think a lot of that stuff will go away next year and it's all about the, the drivers on track and the teams on track and the racing, which at the end of the day is, is what it kind of really should be all about. 100%, yeah. They'll line out those greases. The wind tunnel, those things are not cheap. Did I read that, you know, it costs something like 20 grand a day just to hire those things? So the, they oh, main business. They might be on an hourly. They're on an hourly rate. I think is the best <laughs> way to put it. Which I don't know. What, I don't know what the rate is, but I definitely wouldn't want to be paying to do it. But it goes to show the commitment from supercars to oh, yeah. to do that to that level. They've never done it before. But because the cars are so equal now, they have a lot of the same uh, parts beneath the bodies. Um, the, the differences between them are so minuscule that they have to go to that mm. next level to test everything to make sure that they're as close as they can be, which is what underpins the sport. It's all about the uh, the two types of cars in the field having the best chance and the best drivers and teams do the best job and, and win the races. So that's what they're, they're aiming to do. You mentioned their drivers, of course, SVG, final race in the supercar. It's got to try his hand at NASCAR. We wish him all the best. Uh, and that departure, has there been much chatter about, I guess, driver shuffling and lineups for the 2024 grid? Yeah, well, it's a funny one. Normally, the supercar circus of musical chairs has been going on in the last three, four, five months, but no one's announced anything. Kind of the industry knows who's going where, but kind of had a bit of a change. I guess it's a bit NRL-like where, you know, there's situations where players are known where they're going, you know, six months, 12 months out, and it's all in the public. Supercars, traditionally, um, a lot of the driver moves are not, you know, the people who are in the pit lane, the paddocks and the, the industry media know what's going on, but the teams don't announce those changes until after the last round and a flurry of announcements and press releases come before mm. Christmas. But the difference this year has been pretty much everyone who's moving has announced their movement, where they're going, who they're, whose seat they're taking, uh, and a lot of that stuff's actually sorted out before we all head off on Christmas break. So there's a lot of breakups this weekend, drivers leaving teams, sponsors moving teams. There's not very many people who are going to stay put in the same garage next year. So, yeah, a lot of movement, a lot of final farewells this weekend. Some of them nice and some of them probably less than amicable in the way that those relationships yeah. are going to end.
It seems common to motorsport across the globe, doesn't it? Uh, you know, it talks about driver pairings and the rest of it. Oh, we should mention too, you know, quite an achievement. Dick Johnson racing, uh, Aaron. Remarkable milestone, 500 rounds in the Touring Car Championship. That is an unprecedented achievement. Yeah, they're the first to do it. Last year, they were the first to have uh, 1,000 championship races. Uh, this year, they are the first to have 500 championship rounds, which is, you know, amazing. Dick Johnson's here this weekend. He's an icon. He's a superstar. He's, he's all the words you can think of. And, and that team, I mean, yep, they've had a rough year. They've really been down this year. They've really struggled to even be the best of the four teams in a year where the four teams have struggled. But uh, they've got a really loyal fan base. DJ's got a massive fan base. And uh, I reckon they'll, they'll bounce back. Anton Di Pasquale and Will Davison uh, qualified pretty well today. Will just missed the shootout. Anton got in. So um, all's not lost for them with a couple of races to go this this weekend, they've had they've had one win for the year, but um, not too many Ford teams have done much more than that this year. It's been a bit of a, a dry year. But 500 rounds is a special one. There's a special couple of stickers on the car, um, and no one's ever done that before. That team's been going since the, I mean, 1981. So mm. after the rock happened at Bathurst, DJR Dick Johnson Racing was formalised. So yeah, you go back to uh, the early part of 1981, which predates me. And uh, <laughs> he's been here through the ups and downs, the financial rises and falls. Uh, he's a, he's a, a true survivor and a true legend of the game, for sure. Yeah, he is. You know, it's it's, it's names of that calibre that keep people interested in that sport. The Adelaide 500 here, the call live right here on SEN uh, from 12 o'clock Eastern Data Time, 11 o'clock in Queensland, both the Saturday and the Sunday. James Moffat, your good self. Jimmy Smith in the chair Saturday, and I'll be with you on Sunday noons. Looking forward to it. Ready to rumble. It's got to be a big Ready one. to rumble, indeed. There he is, Aaron Noonan, part of our Supercars coverage. The Adelaide 500, the final race of the calendar for season 2023. Brody Kostecki is the leader. Still a mathematical chance, SVG, and he'd love to go out a winner, wouldn't he, before he makes the foray into NASCAR.